Welcome to The Ageless Factor with Alita St. James. Each episode features the leading cutting-edge experts in the field of regeneration, longevity, and agelessness. Together, we'll break through the stigma of aging and learn the secrets of winding up and not down at any age. Hi, Alita St. James here, and welcome to The Ageless Factor. I am so excited today because I have an amazing guest, Dr. Anna Yusim from Yale Medical Psychiatric, the most extraordinary woman I have yet to meet in psychiatry. Now, the very funny story I want to tell you is many years ago, when I was in Queens College as a freshman, before I went to English drama school, I was sitting in the cafeteria and I was saying, hmm, you have a choice between becoming a psychiatrist or an actress. And then this voice said to me, Alita, you will never pass the math, chemistry, or physics. Forget it. So then I went, okay, I'm going to deal with the show business thing. And I did. And I went to England and went to drama school and et cetera. But unbeknownst to me, you talk about how the energy works, right? In the universe, I'm doing my work here and all of a sudden Dr. Anna comes in and she said, I said, how did you find me? And she said, well, she deals with the medical part in Yale and the psychiatric part, but she also is bringing the spiritual element in. So this channeler who's a medical medium, which very well-known, great guy, Noah Berman, said in the channel, you should go see this woman, Alita St. James. Now, the crazy part of it, and this is how the universe works when it's working positively, he didn't know me. I didn't know him, so he wasn't recommending me from anything other than what he felt. So, Dr. Anna came in, we had sessions, we were talking about her work and my work and integrating them together, and then she made me an associate board member for spirituality and medicine. So I am thrilled to open up this conversation about the marriage between the two. And Dr. Anna Yusin will tell you exactly her credentials because they are vast. And I don't want to mess up. Okay? All right, get ready. Thank you so much, Alita. It is a pleasure to be here with you. I am thrilled to be here with all of you. Thank you. Um, as Alita mentioned, I am a psychiatrist, and my interest is the intersection of mental health and spirituality. In 2017, I wrote a book on the subject called Fulfilled, How the Science of Spirituality Can Help You Live a Happier, More Meaningful Life. I'd gone to Yale Medical School, but wasn't on faculty at the time that I wrote my book. And as I was going around the country talking about my book, Yale asked me to come on their faculty, and I was thrilled to do that. And it was at that time in 2017 that I started speaking to them about starting a mental health and spirituality center at Yale, which would be a bridge between Yale Divinity School and Yale Medical School. There are no current schools or um, centers like that in the country, and so we were thrilled to be among the first. And my interest area is just very much at that intersection, and so I'm always looking for brilliant doctors who are also thinking in a more expansive way, looking how to elevate consciousness, and also wanting to partner with the most brilliant, uplifted, enlightened spiritualists who have done so much work 
on themselves and for the world from a spiritual standpoint and have so much to teach me and so much to give to the world. And one of my favorite things in working both with my executive coaching clients and my psychiatry patients is joining forces with people like Melita St. James, who is an uplifted, amazing, beautiful soul who I love so much and with whom I am enjoying so much sharing patients and helping people together. And I have to add, this has been the best partnership because what I said to Dr. Anna is that we tag team each other. It's amazing. She comes in from a, a whole different perspective, but very elevated, and I totally respect her. And then all of a sudden, I'll pick up something, and I'll add it, and then she'll pick up something. And then that's such a great, you know, kind of symphony of how do we make people get to the next level? How do we make them manifest their dreams and desires and not be in misery and fear and being blocked? So the marriage is extraordinary because we respect each other. And that's the most important thing. As a healer, I'm 76, 55 years studying with my own and la la la, plus past lives. I know what I'm doing. But for a psychiatrist to like rock my world in terms of what she's bringing to the table takes a lot. And Dr. Anna Houston does that. Oh, well, thank you, Alita. And I feel the same way about you. And I feel, you know, being a psychiatrist, I've learned um, this one way of healing people, right? The medical model, the Western medical model. You learn about the body. And psychiatry has two primary modalities, psychotherapy, psychopharmacology, right? Mm. That has been my expertise over the last 15 or some years, right? And then there's individuals like you who come on into my life and on site and have so much to teach me in this realm of spirituality, which is so vast. And it's nothing I ever learned in medical school. And it's things that I've been learning now over 12 years. You have 56 years of experience with this. For me, spirituality, maybe not 12, but maybe like 17 years, right? And I just feel like you, who you are, what you've learned, how you've studied, you have so much to teach me, and that's why it's so exciting for me to partner with people totally outside of my credentials, outside of my realms, who have something to teach me that's so different that I'm then able to integrate into my own life and in the care of patients and clients. So for instance, mm -hmm. Dr. Anna, what do you find in your practice is one of like the major blocks that people have right now in 2023, 24? Yeah. You know, I think um, people come to me with all sorts of blocks and everybody is ultimately very different, but everyone's looking to reach their highest goals and achieve their full potential. And what blocks people is different for every single individual. For instance, burnout. A lot of people are suffering from burnout and they're incredibly powerful, doing amazing things in this world and yet feel their power totally zapped by virtue of not having energy to get out of bed in the morning. Mm. And then they're like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to work anywhere. I want to quit my job. That's definitely a profile of a client that I have. Other people are dealing with addictions, whether it be alcohol mm. addiction, drug addiction, sex addiction. And they're like, I get a lot of dopamine hits and I got a lot of energy from these sort of crutches in my life. What do I do to free myself and align myself, not with these crutches anymore, but with my purpose and my ultimate self? How do I replace maladaptive addictions with healthier addictions first, and then to maybe kick the addictions altogether to start living a more whole, healthy life? Now, that's amazing. That mm -hmm. burnout, because in my yeah. book, can you get my book for me? I wrote this in 2005, right? I'm ahead of my time. It's life shift, like go and live your dream. And there is a chapter in it called Alpha Burnout, which means you can't do one more thing. It's like 
you're spent. You're doing, doing, doing. You're going so fast, so fast, so fast. Tremendous amount of pressure on you to be the best, to achieve, to make the money, to have the family, to do this, to do that. You burn out, you don't want to do anything anymore. So I moved into alpha burnout, into learning how to receive. Receiving is really, really important. And in terms of addiction, oh God, yeah, and so many people are addicted to, because you're looking for that high. There's, you don't have that joy inside of yourself. So what does it take to be joyful in your life so you don't wind up, you know, being miserable and unhappy and needing a chemical alternative in your brain to lift you up? Because in the end, I mean, look, I come from the 60s and 70s. I had the lead in hair. I had a rock band. I know about drugs. In fact, my kids, my kids are very conservative. I always share this with you. But they were always like, how many drugs did you take, Bob? What did you do? Because they're just pulling my chain. But anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that we want to get to that balanced place by dealing with the emotional body, which we were talking about the other day. Yeah. I was telling Dr. Anna, you know, in my book, I have the four bodies, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And then we were getting into the emotional. And what were you thinking about that? Dr. Anna. I think that it's so right on, right? And I think that we as humans are often bogged down by emotions. And I think that also the interaction or relationship between emotions and spirituality is so nuanced and powerful. And oftentimes when people are spiritual and have spiritual practices, they can, as I myself have been victim to many times, spiritually bypass. For instance, you have a difficult emotion and rather than going into that emotion, metabolizing it, really, really feeling it and coming out the other side, they're like what my mom also, my mom is like an expert spiritual bypasser. They're like <laughs> love and light, love and light, love and light. I only feel love and light. I don't feel negative emotions, love and light, love and light. You know? yeah. And so as we know, what we resist persists. Right. So if we don't let it in, what we don't own owns us. And so unless we start to really feel our feelings and become friends with the emotional body right. and really connect to the emotional body and know how to process that, which is a skill set, by the way, very few people are taught. You're not taught that in school. You have to be taught that through life. Mm. And I feel like you are very good at teaching people that. And your book does a very good job of covering precisely that. I think it's very important, very poignant. Yeah, because we have the physical and emotional, which are the densest. They hold on to projections that, you know, all of a sudden your brain is thinking, I want to be this. And I'm, yeah, I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm grateful. And then you feel like, crap, actually, horrible, because the emotional and physical body are holding on to those perceptions of dissatisfaction, I'm not good enough, comparison is a killer, listening to what other people are saying. So we have to release it, and Dr. Anna has her way of doing it, I have mine, and put something that's higher in there, because if you just release... There's some healers and there's, you know, they talk about just release it, just release it. I don't know if they have that in psychiatry, but you can't just release it. You know, the universe abhors a hole, you know, a void. You have to put something higher in to make it vibrate to a higher level and then make that the norm, like the tracking part of the brain. Instead of going to the fear when you get stressed out, it goes into what else is possible? Love, solution. You see, as soon as you train the brain to do that, then all of a sudden you're elevating yourself. Now, in 
my work, there are a lot of people that just deal with the spirituality. They don't deal with the whole mind-body situation. And so it's schizophrenic. So they can be meditating, they can be in a very high state of consciousness, but their lives are a mess. And so if you go into agelessness, which, you know, that's kind of what I'm into at this particular moment, if you hold on to negative emotions and they show up in your body, that's what creates decrepitude. That's what creates feeling like it's hopeless, like you can't go on. I'm sure you've gotten so many patients that come to you and say, I don't have a reason to live anymore. Mm -hmm. Then what mm -hmm. do you do? Yeah, I mean, I deal with suicidal patients all the time, all suicidal right. patients and suicidal clients. And let's also be honest that a normal person who's not chronically or regularly suicidal can have that feeling, can feel that they're better off dead, can want to die, can feel overwhelmed by life. Those are, that's part for many people of the normal human experience. And so you hold people in that place. You allow them to feel what they feel. It's okay. And then you figure out what tools do they need to be able to move beyond that. And what underlies that desire to end life? Is it fear, anger, sadness, defeat, exhaustion, burnout? Is it something else? And what can we do for this person? What are the steps step-by-step, day-by-day, often as baby steps, in order to pull people out and enable them to start their life. Yeah, and that's what creates aging. I know, and I said this in one of the podcasts, there were times in my life where I thought, oh, I was so disappointed in terms of what happened, like once I got into my 50s, that there was that moment that I thought, do I wanna keep going? And I said, yes. And then, I never forget this, I had a lot of stress with my son in one of the schools he was going to. They didn't understand. He's a high-level Asperger's, and they were treating him all wrong. And I was there every single week. Every, I'd jump on the train, I'd go to the school, I'd pick him up, I'd take him home. They'd keep him out for a week. It was a nightmare. And then, I was doing a session, I was reading someone's energy, and they went, dark. And I had a thought and it said from my third eye, now you can be the best psychic reader if you go blind because the only thing you'll do is read from your third eye. And I had to cancel that immediately. I said, no, I'm not going to go blind. I have two children. I'm not going blind. I can be the best healer, psychic, you know, energy healer ever without going blind. I canceled that thought. But we always have those destructive thoughts that come in, like, do I take myself out? Is it getting too overwhelming? Then you have to say, I have people say, cancel, cancel, or stop, stop, or one, two, three, four. I'm sure you have your ways of yeah, doing it, for right? Sure, for sure. To, to level up because thoughts are things. We don't want that energy going out mm -hmm, there because mm -hmm. then you're saying to the universe, you know what? It's over. Right. You know, I might as well just get decrepit, get, you know, old and then have an excuse for it. Did you mm -hmm. ever have people that come in with an excuse like, I feel horrible, but I'm getting older? Yeah. People have tons of excuses for okay. everything all the time. Exactly, so part of it is us understanding what are our excuses? What are the stories that we tell? We're all storytellers, right? Okay. And many of those stories are excuses. Yeah. And we're all narratologists. We have our narratives. And part of, I feel like what I do with my clients and patients is helping them upgrade their narrative from a narrative that is less constructive to one that's more empowered and more constructive in their life to figure out what 
beliefs about themselves, what subconscious beliefs, what inner, you know, what emotions no longer serve them, and how can they become the person they want to be as far as their actions, emotions, beliefs, etc. And how can they start embodying that every day? That's great. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Because that's basically what I'm doing in yeah, the way I do exactly. it. So we're synergistic mm -hmm. there. Yeah, because how do you transform if you don't change the narrative? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. It's like I can see it when people come in and they, the story, right? Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. yeah. Exactly. And I don't buy it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And some of the most common stories, right? Yeah. Things that are disempowering people, victim mentality. Victim mentality and entitlement. Two super, super disempowering things which so many people that I work with and I'm sure Alita works with see themselves as. Right? They're victims. They're victims of a perpetrator. Whether it, that perpetrator is a bad childhood, an unjust life, bad things happening to them, a person robbing them, a bad boyfriend, someone abusing them, whatever that is, there's all forms of perpetrators. And the thing is, when we see that, we become the victim. And the victim is a very disempowered place. The idea of entitlement, which I work with a lot as well, is also part of this because with entitlement, you have righteous indignation. Mm. And the, that's the righteous indignation of a victim. Mm. Entitlement actually is the most disempowering mentality you can adopt because entitlement is fundamentally incompatible with gratitude. If you're entitled mm. and something good happens, you feel that you deserve it, so you're not grateful. Mm. If you're entitled something bad happens, you feel, oh my God, I didn't get what I was supposed to get. So you feel like a victim. Mm. So it's actually such a disempowering mentality that goes hand in hand with victim mentality. Wow, that's so true, right? That's so true. And that, that's what happens if you don't work on yourself and really elevate negative belief systems, blocks, and you're gonna get worse and worse as you get older. Yeah. That's why you see people, they, they kind of become caricatures of themselves as they get older. Instead of looking younger and more vibrant because they're channeling a higher spiritual energy, which is authentic joy, authentic gratitude. It's not dealing with the negatives, which is entitlement and victimization. Then you live out of that place and you learn how to shift. Like, look, everybody. We could be having the most wonderful day and then some stupid thing happens and we get knocked off the train track, right? Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. nanoseconds now for me, nanoseconds, all right? I might scream, yeah. I might yell, yeah. and then it's over and then I go, okay, what else is possible? How can yeah. I turn this around? So that I'm living, and I know you are, because I've been spending some really precious time with Dr. Anna lately. As I have moved into Alita's office. <laughs> <laughs> She's really amazing. You know, she brings magic wherever she goes, and fabulous food. Oh, like, and she just moves in. Yeah, <laughs> because it's perfect, and it's a perfect space for that. But the thing is that it's a, it's a joy when you're with somebody that's having the same vibration, the same elevation, wanting to do the same things in life. Dr. Anna's got her personal things that she's attracting into her life. I have my personal things, and then we have a mission mm -hmm. to help the world. But we have to make sure that as healers, psychiatrists and whatever, that we are in the equation because so often healers and doctors aren't. I have experienced like the worst people in the world to take care of themselves are doctors. They just don't yes, take care of themselves. Yes, I have a whole chapter in my book about precisely that. Oh, really? Yes. Mm -hmm. What do you say about it? You say yeah, that self-care, right? Self-love and self-care. And often doctors are the ones that are 
taking care, they're so good at taking care of others, but not so good at taking care of themselves. And their and, families, right? And their families, and their exactly. Families. And oftentimes they will draw in because they're so good at taking care of others. They're, they're natural caretakers. They're drawn to the caretaking profession. So they might even draw in husbands, etc., that they have to take care of. Right. And the shift for them is to ask them the question, how can you best take care of yourself? And for many of them, it feels selfish. It feels entitled. It feels like, what do you mean taking care of myself? My whole purpose is about everybody else. Now, the interesting thing and what I really love about Alita's work is there's a lot of people that can understand this at a rational level. But what Alita's work does, which I think is super unique and powerful, is she moves energy. Like there's the difference between understanding something rationally and intellectually and then really creating the life shift that's commensurate with the change that you want to be in this world. And Alita does that by helping you move your energy. So it's not just a mental thing. And this is actually one of the criticisms I have of my own profession of psychiatry, that there's two primary modalities and they're very mind-based. Psychotherapy, which is often a mental exercise, and psychopharmacology, which also affects the mind or the biochemistry or neurobiology of the mind. And so this is why I love working with people like Alita who expand not just to mind, but also make it a mind, body, and spirit enterprise and help us heal through engaging our mind, body, and spirit. Wow, isn't this amazing? <laughs> I'm so happy. Today was just a really happy, joyful day. Yes. It's almost like, how much joy can we have? I yes. mean, we had the most <laughs> remarkable day together. We Everything have. We helped. Exactly. We helped a lot of people. Yes. We helped ourselves. Yes. I got my decaffeinated cappuccino. There it is. <laughs> I got my lax gluten-free bagel. There you go. <laughs> and I was like, Raquel Welch stopped drinking coffee about 50 years ago. And that's when I stopped drinking coffee. But lately, <laughs> the decaffeinated cappuccinos <laughs> with almond milk is coming in. So we had a really good time. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to close. Would you like to close mm -hmm. on Absolutely. This? Yeah. With saying that you want to surround yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. And in the ageless factor, you want to surround yourself, if you're with people that are 60 and 70 and they're buying into the age thing, don't hang out with them. Hang out with the 30 mm -hmm. and 40 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm lucky that I have all, you know, age groups that are interacting with me. And if you want to interact with me, you can't start talking about being old. It just doesn't work. All right. And you know, my famous thing is, you don't look your age. And I say, I never will, ever will. And, you know, you just decide you're going to stay 45 or 40 or 35. You lock into that. So I get empowered by being with someone like Dr. Anna because we're in synergy with each other. So that's the dream team of support I talk about instead of the chat room of discontent in Life Shift because that's what gets your vibrational rate up. You can heal people by just sending them love by lifting their vibrational rate. The opposite is true. If you hang around people that are uh, nasty or Debbie Downers. Debbie Downers, yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to succeed because Energy they- Energy vampires. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, you can take on people like that as patients, of course. And we do. And we help people transform vibrations. Right. People can comment and say, I'm really, really depressed. And that's so okay. But those might not be the people that we want to help to uplift us and to be part of our enlightenment circle. Right. Absolutely. And so I feel so blessed. I really do. Yeah. That we met each other. And yeah. then there's Dr. Eva also yes. who's joined the group. Mm -hmm. She's going to be on one of our podcasts. Yes. 
And Dr. Barbieri. Oh, tell her yes. a little bit about Dr. Barbieri. Dr. Barbieri is amazing. She's um, an OBGYN who also is a functional medicine doctor. She's done the fellowship with Andrew Weil, and she's very expansive in her thinking and just a beautiful soul and a friend of mine. Yeah, and we're mm -hmm. going to, I didn't know that, mm -hmm. and I started to talk about her work, which is sexual rejuvenation for women. Yes. Mm -hmm. And of course, Dr. Raddus says, she's a good friend of mine. And I said, let's do a <laughs> podcast together. And she's all on. So keep, uh, keep tuned because stay you'll tuned. have more, stay tuned <laughs> because you're going to have more exciting information. So how would you like to, what's your message to everybody? Yes. Right well, <clears throat> it is such a pleasure to be here with all of you today. And I am thrilled to be joining forces with Alita in all the ways that we're joining forces. And my message to everybody really is to connect to the core of yourself, the essence, and ask yourself the question, what do I most deeply want at the core level? And start asking yourself that question every day and see what really comes up to get at the root of your authenticity. And as you think about how to implement what you want, think about it from the perspective of mind, body, and spirit, and surround yourself with a dream team of people who you feel empowered and enlightened by who can help you do just that. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alita. What a joy. I'm so glad we could share our time with yes. you mm -hmm. and with you. All Thank right. you. My love and blessings to all of you. Alita St. James on your journey to agelessness. Mm -hmm.